Brad Holmes yesterday spoke, Lions GM. Hear what he had to say. Coming up momentarily, 248-539-9797. Back to your open line calls, Derek's in Monroe, and he is next. Hi, Derek. Hi. Hey. Hey, I was calling to talk about uh, possible trade options for the Red Wings. I was thinking uh, maybe David Perron will be on the trade block. What do you guys think about that? Uh, I think he was. I don't think think he he is anymore. I don't think he is anymore. Okay. And I was wondering also about Patrick Kane. You think it's possible they will sign him for two years, maybe three to four million? Uh, I think it might. We have bad connection, really loud, a lot of background noise. Um, I think they might. I, I was. Th- this is getting a lot of attention. Am I wrong to think? You tell me. Am I wrong to think I'd like to see him go through a playoff grind at his age with his injury? Is that fair? Um, I, I, I think it's reasonably fair to to want to see more of him and and certainly see a playoff run. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I also wouldn't have a problem with Steve Eiserman just, you know, says, yeah, we're, we're going to. Go to a long-term deal with him, or a one- or two-year extension, I should say, with him. I mean, everybody says playoffs different. It's physical as hell. This guy's – Well, this guy's a – he's a legend. He is. Three-time Stanley Cup winner. He's arguably the greatest American-born player of all time. He's better than point a game with the Red Wings. Yeah, I'm not sure that any of that – the, the point-a-game stuff might, but I'm not sure that being a legend has anything to do with re-signing him. Well, no, but the the – 27 points in 25 games or whatever it is, that does. That and does. I, I guess the only reason I'd hold back is, all right, health-wise, it's it's cool that you've done this in the regular season, but like just to see you survive the postseason. Well, maybe they go into it with, hey, we'll give you a contract extension after the uh, after the playoffs. 248-539-9797. Justin's next. Hi, Justin. Hey, guys. How Hi. exciting is this Red Wings team, man? Like, they've got me excited. Excited about hockey again. That game yesterday was ridiculous. Yep. And like, I think I heard Gator say in the crosstalk, he kind of started to feel bad for the cast. Like, <laughs> honestly, Gator, at one point, I kind of did too. I was like, okay, these guys just want to get off the ice. Yeah, they didn't want to play. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you take advantage of it. You keep you keep playing hard. My concern was that they were, at some point, Washington was gonna just snap back and start, you know, cross-checking guys in the head or do something stupid because you've seen enough games in the past where a game gets out of hand and that's what happens. But fortunately, that's not what happened. There were, there were nobody flew off the handle and you know, they just took it. Yeah, 100%. And like one of the things that really stood out to me, I've been complaining about their ability to break out of the zone. Like that's the biggest thing I've seen them struggling with is getting the puck out of our zone with control but the thing that really stood out to me it's like we were just hammering the capital you got most cider taking not one but two brutal block shots yeah. and then we're up by five goals and fisher goes down and just takes a rocket and it's like if we keep playing with this level of commitment intensity i went from hoping they would make the playoffs to now i almost expect them to make the playoffs maybe win a series and, like, maybe win a second one if they can keep playing at this kind of committed level. I think we're going to learn a lot in that game against Florida on Saturday. I mean, as much as you can in a single 60-minute hockey game in the regular season because they've been playing so well. Like, they came out of the All-Star break and they beat Vancouver in that overtime game. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Send a message to the league because they're going through the best in the West. Then they went to Edmonton, smoked. They went to Vancouver, lost again. They gave up 
an, an inordinate. It was 11 goals in the two games. I can't even remember the score. I just know it was uh, Yeah, it was, it was 12, I think. It was four. I thought they were lost to Vancouver like 4-1. to one. It wasn't, They didn't give up eight goals. Or yeah, like okay, that. so terrible performances. Bounce right back. Calgary and Seattle beat teams that, in theory, they should. Uh, and, and they've kept it up. So I'd very much uh, – I think, I think everybody will be on board if they win the next two. Well, the game against – when they beat Colorado in overtime, you know, that's after they beat Seattle in overtime. Those That Colorado game was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Beating St. Louis was big. Going on the road to Chicago, going with your backup goaltender in that game, and, you know, everything was going on with Chicago, retiring Chelios' jersey and the Patrick Kane stuff there, and to win that one in overtime, that was big, and they – just continue to roll. Five, you know, winning by five last night was massive. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh, okay, we said we get to it. Let me follow through. Uh, Brad Holmes, the Detroit Lions general manager, and all of the uh, Lions top decision makers are currently in Indianapolis for the combine, uh, including Dan Campbell. Not every coach went. Gator, you talked about Campbell, why he is there, and how much you like that he is there, and other coaches. I think some of them, but you don't like, aren't there. But what? Uh, Campbell actually spoke about that. We'll play that for you a little bit later on on why he goes. But Lions are picking near the end of the first round. And one of the questions that came up for Brad Holmes was, how does he feel about their current spot and where they are picking as it pertains to you know matching it up and finding talent they can use? Here's what the GM of the Lions said. You know what I think he likes about that? That last part, you're out of the top 10 beauty pageant. Let's just go find the best football player. There's not the entire world telling you who you have to take when you're in the top 10. There's the entire world telling you who you have to take. And I wouldn't have had that observation until I heard Brad Holmes go off in the media a couple weeks ago. And it's clear that he is aware of what is out there, what's being said, what the mock drafts say. He's made that clear you know, he's talked about mock drafts and how they use them uh, and and look at them. But when you're picking at 29, we're probably going to see 10, 10 different names mocked to the Lions at 29, yeah. probably more in the in the various high end. Well, I mean, you already, you already have a number of different positions you, yep. we've seen mocked to them, whether it's defensive back or it's offensive lineman or if it's defensive – and or outside linebacker, we we've seen a bunch of that. Uh, we've we've even seen wide receiver mock to him uh, in a couple of these mock drafts. But yeah, I think the point is in the top ten, and he, he admits it's like yeah, it's easy to pick in a top ten. You 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 know exactly what kind of player you're getting, and there you go for it. So this kind of tests the metal of being a GM and, and putting together a team and building a team when you're picking at 29, not at 10. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of a a little test there, but. After listening to everything that, that Holmes had to say, and, and Dan Campbell kind of echoes a lot of what Holmes has to say, I think they're doing recruiting pitches. That's what I think. What do you mean? I think what they are doing is letting the NFL world know, whether it's players in the league right now that may or may not be free agents, but they can be free agents in sp- specific, or it's it's the guys that are at the combine. What Brad Holmes is doing in front of microphones He's letting everybody know. We know you all have talent, but if you want to play here, you got to love the game. You got We're looking for the right players. We're looking for the right mix. It's almost like an army recruiter. We're looking for a few good men and all that, right? I honestly think this is what they're doing. 
they're they know that the players are talented, but they are specific in what they want. It doesn't mean they don't want the high end talent, even though they'll say publicly, you know, look, we just want to, we want to resign our own guys first, and then you know, of course, you're going to have to sign other free agents, you've got to fill out the roster. But what they're letting everybody know, putting everybody else on notice, is that you got to be the right fit for us. So if you're going to be this top guy, and you think we're going to call you, don't unless you're the right guy. So it puts out the bat signal to the, these players that, okay, if you want to play for a winning team like Detroit right now, which is crazy to say, but this is what they are, mm-hmm. they're a winning team, you have to be the right guy. So let them know that you're the right guy. 